0: We have an anonymous patron who wants me to tell you that Last Heart Left is brought to you by the Guard speedrunning community. Getting tired of playing or speedrunning bad games such as Yik? Why not try out Drakengard 1 or 3? You might say, I can't play Guard 1 without being drunk and making poor life choices, well, they have a category for that. Wanna watch those runs? Then check out Drunk Percent on the Drakengard1 speedrun.com page. The games are mostly moderated by M.A.S.H. and Rod1400, who will check out run submissions as soon as they can. Dragon Guard 1 and 3, available to be ran on both PlayStation 2 or 3 respectively, or on emulators. Do you have what it takes to beat all branches of Dragon Guard 3 in 6 hours, 33 minutes, and 47 seconds? If you're at all interested in supporting Last Hard Left, check out patreon.com forward slash and look at the details there. Thank you very much to the anonymous patron who is supporting us this month. Yeah. Today I woke and looked outside again, but the sky looked the same to me. But something told me that the world had changed. Couldn't figure out what did it mean. I don't know the rest of the lyrics from there, actually. Hold on. Into free Dang (laughs) Jenkins Dogma lyrics. Hold on. Hold on, <laughs> they're gonna make this oh. work. Oh wow, oh. the Bzzz wiki or whatever the fuck the band's name is comes up before the Dragon's Dogma wiki does. That's incredible. Some say, some say to get out fast. Look like it's gonna last. Get all your things and fly. Don't leave nothing behind. Some said it'll be okay. Just go ahead and stay. Be sure to drink your iodine. <laughs>
1: is pushing me
0: into the. Cl- oh, it's into the clouds again. I thought it was into the current again. Oh, okay. You see, when in the second instance of the chorus, it goes, "The wave is pushing me into the current again," but the first one is, "The wind is pushing me into the clouds again." Okay. Anyways. Uh, welcome to another episode of Rosin plays Five Hours of a Video Game that his uh, other friends, or in this case friend, that he manages to record a podcast with, him knows more about. So, last yeah. time around, Fang and I discussed Disco Elysium, and we brought up Dragon's Dogma, and then when trying to figure out what to do for the next episode of this podcast, Fang said, you know, you should probably actually just play Dragon's Dogma. And I went, yeah, it's probably the time. So it's time I sunk uh, almost uh, like five and a half hours into Dragon's Dogma colon Dark Arisen for the PlayStation 4, despite the fact I own it for the PlayStation 3, PC, (laughs) um, (laughs) PS4, and Switch. So (laughs) I had to pick one of my four versions PS4 I thought would give me what I wanted. Switch version did seem tempting, but I was like, yeah, I'll probably probably just want to play this on PS4. So I went with so it, that instead.
2: Switch so version is nice. I I can vouch for this. Um that's the version that I have been playing. Um unfortunately I have Joy drift now, so mm. it's uh it's, uh, I've been a little hesitant to play a lot of it since I'm starting to get annoyed by it, so.
0: I've been, I've been really lucky with that. I feel like every <laughs> friend I know with the Switch has had one Joy-Con go bad at some point. I, mm-hmm. so in addition to, like, the gray Joy-Cons I got, which, like, are fine, except for the fact that, like, I, um... got when I was, um, taking one of them off or whatever just to, like, uh... Put Mm -hmm. on the okay. This is this is really dumb. You know those NES controllers that they came out for, for the Switch. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So to charge those, you have to slide them on like a Joy-Con, then put the Switch in the docking station. Mm
2: -hmm. It's Mm
0: -hmm. super dumb because they're just Joy Cons. So when I was taking when I was taking that off, it like fell and it like landed hard on the edge of my table. So like one of my buttons has like a weird little like crease in it. Mm. So. I use that as an excuse to uh, import some uh, a nice set of like crimson red Joy-Cons that are only available uh, through retail means in Japan. I think here they were part of like a special Mario mm. Odyssey bundle that's no longer available. But it doesn't matter, uh. Joy-Cons are Joy-Cons. So I was like, oh, I'll splurge. Yeah, These things are overpriced anyways. Why don't I get ones that I think <laughs> look nice? Yeah, yeah. But all, all four of those, no, no drift issues. I was shocked.
2: That's good, that's good yeah yeah but i see i have like two pairs of joy cons and both of them like the main like like the left one the minus one um both of them have issues so that kind of sucks yeah um but anyways this isn't the switch podcast this is the dragon's dogma podcast
0: Yeah, so, first came out, as we were discussing before we recorded this, this game came out in 2012, and this fucks me up, because I remember watching preview coverage for this game, like it was yesterday, and just being hyped for it. I, uh, god, it fucks me up. I remember, like, my favorite Mm -hmm. 2012 YouTubers all having their, like, first impressions videos, and first day one reviews, and all that shit, and like... (laughs) Oh my god. And yeah, as I've discussed many times, I've I've purchased every version of this game. Basically, well, the first release I think I waited a bit, but every every other version I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this is the re-release." I I get Well, actually, okay, that's the fucked up story that I didn't mm-hmm. even talk about. So, we're playing Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen.
2: Right, which right. is the
0: updated version of the game <laughs> with um like it's basically like an expansion pass type type yeah. deal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you got Bitter Black Isle, which, um, well, we can get into that, because, man, I had a weird experience first time going through.
0: I didn't touch that, but I, there was <clears> definitely <throat> a point where I'm like, that looks like an expansion thing. And I yeah, decided. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I decided <laughs> like- not to go there, but, um, I had this, um, well, no. Okay, what I was gonna say is that I bought Dragon's Dogma Vanilla, and then when mm-hmm. Dark Arisen came out for PS3, I traded in my copy of Vanilla to mm-hmm. get Dark Arisen Day One. Barely mm-hmm. touched it. Mm-hmm. Bought it on Steam. Bought it on PS4. Bought it on Switch. So yeah, th- th- that is the full Dragon's Dogma buy to not play Chronicle that I. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah, the story of just donating to Itzuna, I guess, <laughs> basically.
0: Um. So. Yeah, this came out in 2012, and also, yeah, it's directed by two (laughs) dudes, one of whom is Itsuno, who you may know from Devil May Cry 2 onward, though Mm -hmm. most of Devil May Cry 2 wasn't his fault. He basically tried to salvage together Yeah, he he,
2: Yeah, he made the game playable. It could have been worse.
0: Yeah, um, but also, apparently, according to what I was doing a little bit of reading beforehand, he had this idea for the game way before even he was on board for DMC2 or anything. Mm, interesting. Uh, like, this always seemed like a, a pet project thing for him, apparently. Yes, mm. okay, so it's, mm-hmm. it says here, apparently in Capcom's Captivate event in 2011, he stated that Dragon's Dogma was a game he had been dreaming of making since his school <coughs> days. It was finally a project he mm. could now realize due to advancing technology. Okay. yeah, so, yeah That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And this game is, I think, interesting, and I think the way that a lot of people describe it is, um, it really feels like a mix of some of Capcom's stuff, in addition to, like, yeah. looking at Fable, Oblivion, and even a bit of Dark Souls. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: I, I wasn't gonna be the one to bring it up, but, like, there is, there is a hint of that, which, yeah,
0: So I think they've said, but, I mean, they've been open about that, too. yeah. Actually, yeah, okay, I'm looking at the third paragraph of the Wikipedia article. Uh, mm-hmm. The 150 strong staff took inspiration from the Soul series, and yeah, Oblivion and Fable 2 specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can feel all those influ- influences, but...
2: Definitely.
0: Uh, it's... And there's a lot of Berserk in there too, which I guess kind of goes with the Souls thing, but... I was shocked with how much of a personality it still feels like this game has, even though it's the most generic of dark fantasy. Yeah,
2: yeah, like, uh, it's hard to describe. Yeah, because like, there's definitely like the like the setting itself. Like, I I'm having trouble remembering a lot of things. Like the the evil death cult is named Salvation. Like, that's <laughs> not not exactly an expiring name. Yeah, um, and. Like it's
0: not even like like the designs are aren't bad but they're super generic like D&D 4th edition looking motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but despite that, I don't know. I I think maybe the mechanics have a lot to do with what makes this game oh, special. Oh yeah, no, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Um yeah. but I think it I guess it helps if we give a uh, a, a broad overview of what the story is here. Yeah. Uh do you want to handle that? <laughs> I feel like I've been uh. talking. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, yeah. So, Dragon's Dogma it's it's an action adventure RPG. You got exploration. You got combats. Combat is base. It it's weird because the combat is there's definitely some moves in there that feels ripped from Devil May Cry Four. I um, just unlocked engine.
0: a ability for the Strider class called Helm Splitter.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. There we go. There we go. Yep. <laughs> um but um, basically the premise is that uh, there's big uh, land Grand Sorin and there's big evil dragon. Or is it evil? I don't know. But I they... don't
0: know either.
2: Yeah, I'm... <laughs> like, me. May... Like the dragon is definitely a huge threat that, like, everyone is concerned about because it's a dragon. Uh, the, fir- the first bit of the game... Um, after the tutorial prologue where you place as like old here, old adventurers fighting the dragon is your hometown getting attacked by a dragon um, and the dragon uh, uh, of course it wrecks your hometown kills a bunch of people and you try to fight it off um but you're a, a weak human being and so you basically... Die, but the dragon takes your heart. Literally, rips your heart out, and you become what is known as an arisen, which um, it has it has some overtones of Dark Souls um, unchosen undead per se um, in that you are living without a heart. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> dragon steals your hearts, and then. Essentially, um, the game has a very open-ended structure. Um, There are main quests that you can take on, but after the whole introductory bits, you're free to do as you please and explore, um, fight monsters, and eventually you get um, what's known as a pawn, which is one of the main, if not the main mechanic of the game that really makes the game unique um a pawn is this companion character that you um create and you basically have a party of yourself the pawn that you create and um two other pawns that you can recruit Um, and so what makes this game very interesting is that the main mechanic being the pawn is that the pawn has its own unique AI that you can also customize when creating the character and the pawn will take in information about quests, the world um, it's fighting style and tactics will change and grow based on how many or rather which battles you take it into um, how those encounters go. And also, when they go out on adventures um, with other players online, when they recruit your pawn, so so that's basically the meat of the game. Um, obviously, the main quest involves going to kill the dragon that took your heart. Um, who
0: also talks to you telepathically <clears throat> and does seems a little more chill when you actually get to sit down and talk. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, Hey, man, come find me. Get your heart back if you if you think you if you think you're strong enough and it's like yeah you're pretty chill for for someone who just came into my small fishing village and burnt everything yeah. down
2: <laughs> yeah like that's one thing that does come up um, throughout the story like the dragon doesn't show up too often in the twenty hours that I've played of the game I'm actually uh, where I'm at in the game I'm like I think I'm at like <clears throat> before. What I assume is either, like, the final battle or the first major battle against the dragon. Like, I'm literally outside the doorstep of that dungeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay, like, it's funny because, like, like there's a whole sequence before that. And so, like, I was just combing the areas going for any items that I missed while going through that segment. And there was a door that opened, and when I went through that door, it's this the game suddenly started giving me a narration of like, and so like all arisen, the arisen wants to go fight the dragon. I'm like, okay, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready for this. Um but yeah, no, there's there's a common thing in the story where there's a very wide gap between, like, the dragon's legend and reputation as, like, this town-destroying monster and, like, (laughs) its actual personality of, like, hey, come, come on, give me a good fight, you know, (laughs) like, like, it's definitely, it's something, alright, I don't want to spoil too much (laughs) for you, so... (laughs)
0: No, that's fair. I am curious to see where it goes. So far, the story feels a little light, but also I've been focusing more on... um, Mm -hmm. I feel more on the side quest stuff. Like, basically, as soon as the pawn system opened up and I made my first pawn, I went in and recruited... um, Well, actually, I kept Rook, who I'm not even sure if he's holding his weight past the beginning part of the yeah, game, so... Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure Rook is just, like, the default tutorial pawn, because I also have Rook. I, I had Rook.
0: I think I'm gonna let him go, because I, uh... Yeah. I started to feel... Because the pawns don't really grow... Well, your main pawn grows alongside you, but the other yeah. two you recruit don't level up or anything, right?
2: Yeah, they don't. They don't. Okay. Um, yeah, to... That's becoming yeah, a liability. Yeah. Yeah, like, in this game, like, you have to cycle through pawns as you level up, um, you can't just stick with the other, the two pawns that you get at the beginning, cause, like, why, why would you get any other of the millions of pawns out there if well, you, the two
0: work? The other pawn I have in my possession, uh, the fighter known as She-Hulk, um, <laughs> It's level yeah. twenty and has been carrying me through. <laughs>
2: yeah, the early
0: parts of the game pretty swimmingly.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it's, it's real good. I'll give it
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think I did the quest where basically your like childhood friend from the fishing village, who's like the fishing <laughs> village chief's daughter, goes yeah. out and she's like, "Oh, I think we can maybe fix your whole." You know, not having a hard thing. Let's go talk to the witch who lives in the forest. And mm-hmm. on your way there, even more so than anything in the in the forest, there's just this this road basically they are like this. Yeah, mountain the pass
2: the mm-hmm, the mound pass. Yeah, with the bandits. Mm-hmm, the bandits.
0: And they're strong. And uh... they are
2: strong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm glad you agree with me that. Yeah, those pilots are really tough. Well, well it's, it's funny because out. because
0: you're walking up, and then suddenly a boulder starts rolling down, and I'm like, some asshole pushed this boulder, didn't they? And there's, <laughs> yeah. a, there, there's some dudes at the top of the cliff, and I fought them, I cleared them out, and yeah. then the next few guys, I fought them, cleared them out, and what had been happening is that She-Hulk was doing her part, and she was going fighter on fighter, so I just had to be left mm-hmm. with like the, the assassin types, which were tricky, But, you know, I could deal with them. And then the archer types, who, I mean, I'm an archer too, so I could just kind of stun them out of... Because they take really, really long times to fire, so you can kind of just hit them with an arrow and then run in, and then as soon as you get in melee distance, they just can't do anything, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then you get to this rock, like, fortress thing or whatever, so basically this giant boulder where a bunch of them are hanging out. And Mm -hmm. that's when I started to realize, oh, their fighters can kill me in three to four hits.
2: Yeah. And yeah. that's a
0: problem. So I managed to save scum my way past it by, <laughs> by basically um, what I kept doing is I kept hope- hoping that Rook would uh, cast his little fire augmentation thing, and then I'd just mm-hmm. use my special archer ability to rain a storm of flaming arrows onto them as they ran in, and then that would start them on fire. And mm-hmm. then I'd just be very careful about uh, going in and taking hits and... Uh, slowly but surely, we just kind of burnt them to death, and I managed Mm -hmm. to go through to the rest. But yeah, that, I I was, um, I was shocked by, I was like, okay, yeah, this side quest definitely is not meant for me right now, but I'm happy I did it, because then I had a shit ton of money for, um, Mm -hmm. playing around with the upgrade system and buying better armor. That was before I had even bought armor for my character. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine that's right.
0: So I gained a a lot of levels and gold from that, and that was fun. And then you find out the witch isn't even alive anyways. I'm sure that character is going to be important later. You find the witch's granddaughter. Yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I did like the later portions of that class. And it's actually, it's interesting, so. but
0: it's, um... Yeah. What class did you choose?
2: Uh, yeah. So I chose the fighter class, because male Like, from... excuse me pandemic oh i don't have the virus um no um so as i learned from dark souls um the most fun way to play fantasy action rpgs is the melee class usually so
0: i mean that's usually what i do but um Mm I saw that the strider. I was looking at Adam or whatever, and this, basically what I kept seeing is strider classes. haha Climb on things and stab them slowly to death. And I'm like, I want to climb on big monsters more. <laughs>
1: yeah, <So. laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. No, that, that that's yeah, that's also good. Yeah. My pawn is
0: a fighter, though. She protects me from all harm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I kind of have the opposite, where um I have um well, my main character is a fighter and my pawn sidekick is an archer. At least right now, she's an archer, um, which is the second tier of classes. <laughs> For preface, this this game has a class system where you have your three base classes, which is uh, fighter, strider, or thief, I guess, and mage. You're, it's a very standard, like, oh uh dnd setup yeah it's like the strong
0: one the fast one the magic one
2: yeah basically and there's two tiers that are available for you and your pawn um and there's also mixed classes for your main character specifically if you want versatility when playing the game so you can mix uh fighter strider um with the mage or what you know, there's like three different permutations. So um but yeah, so that was my setup and it was it was very interesting learning or coming to grips with the mechanics early on because um at the beginning of the game when setting out I thought to myself, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm gonna have me as the fighter, and since I already have And a archer or bow user as my mate in pawn, that I would get two mages, one who could heal and one who could give buffs. So (laughs) that that was my plan. But as the game progressed, like, even though for the most part it sorta worked early on, like the sections, like for example, like the bandit road that you mentioned. Oh
0: god, I can't imagine having not two fighters for that part.
2: Yeah, like, like the problem with having two mages is that, like, the mage class, basically, like, they just stand around and cast the spell, and if they get hits, then they stop casting the spell. So you have all of these really fast assassins just running past you, the fighter, and going for the mages, and they're not able to get much out of their spells is like oh god I had to I had to run back and like use the stinger ability to just close my distance all the time like that was that was its own kind of fun in a way but like man yeah like eventually I I switched up my strategy to just have the one mage and another fighter that went better.
0: Well, it's great for me because basically how I do it, and also, like, my main pawn has that, like, shield bashing skill where she draws aggro. So it's just two fighters, and then everyone's going after them, and I'm just taking pot shots with my arrow, and then when I feel like I can get in, I'll, like, rush in Mm -hmm. and do, like, a big area of effect, like, fast stabby attack if I am able, and then I'll run back out um sometimes my pawn will grab someone and be like okay fuck them up fam and then i go in Mm -hmm. but as soon as like two people are looking at me i'm out of there and fucking rook is off to the side healing and or giving Mm -hmm. people the ability to have augmented fire damage on top of their uh, weapons it's uh it's it's been working so far i might i obviously as uh I'll probably replace Rook with another mage, but uh, yeah. when she Hulk outlives her usefulness, I might switch her out and see how I like two striders, one fighter, and mm-hmm. all
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Right now, um, I'm looking at my current party. I have, like, the... I have, a, what, a wizard now, and the level two fighter, Um, which <laughs> I don't remember the names of all of these classes. They have different names but um yeah no i i really like the heavy fighter class um it's just two-handed weapons for them so you don't have the shield but you do a lot of damage and this game there's a lot of big bosses out there that have quite a bit of hp how many cyclops have you fought rosin uh
0: just the one from the tutorial
2: all right, well, you better get used to cyclopses, cuz... Okay.
0: I mean, to be fair, when I g- got into that guy, I cl- I was climbing him, and as I climbed him, Rook let- Rook enchanted my daggers with fire. Then I got up to his fucking eye and just started stabbing him in the eye repeatedly with fire daggers. I'm like, this is the best video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he fell over, and then we all fucked him up. It was a good time. <laughs> it was a real good time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that- actually, that's- uh, the grabbing mechanic is actually one of the things that actually initially drew me into, like, huh, maybe I should get this game, because- because on my timeline, (coughs) um, there was someone who was playing Dragon's Dogma, and the one clip that I saw that hooked me in was them kicking a dude off the (laughs) cliffside into the ocean with the grab mechanics! (laughs) <laughs> well that's
0: one of the that's something I've loved and I there are... It's very sparse opportunity to ever do it, but if if you stun an enemy that's just a like human ch- human sized, yeah, you can just grab them over your shoulder and then start running around with them for a little bit. And if you're near a cliff, you can just chuck them off. It feels
1: yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, the grab mechanic is great because yeah, you have that stuff. It's also used for climbing big enemies like the cyclopses. So there's some there's some fun ones. Well, stats. there
0: was a time too that my pawn was being a dumbass, so I literally just grabbed her, and I'm like, "Okay, now we're gonna go <laughs> yeah. back up here." And, yeah, that too. Yeah. And you're not gonna go kill yourself by charging to do a group of five people. That's that's <laughs> not gonna happen. You have almost no health right now. We're, we're just gonna go up here and think about what you just did, okay? Uh, yeah,
2: or or the one time where I was fighting a cockatrice boss that's um is mandatory in like the main story quests, and that. has petrification attacks which um really bad petrification is always really bad in video games
0: yeah um
2: so there is a lot of times we're like okay pawn you gotta get out of here stop casting your magic like so i would just grab him and just run to the other side of the arena oh yeah no it's a good mechanic good mechanic
0: yeah well also too like I mean, I know people associate, like, oh, grabbing onto the monster and doing damage with, like, Monster Hunter now, but even, like, before that, I remember when mm-hmm. this game first came out, everyone's like, oh my god, it's like someone finally took the thing from Shadow of the Colossus, and it's just part yeah. of, like, a our, <laughs> yeah. like a Western RPG-style thing now. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah! Huh. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but well, yeah. Well, I mean, because that...
0: mounting became more of a popular thing with recent Monster Hunter entries, and mm-hmm. I think this yeah. game predates it a bit. So, Yeah. yeah. um, it, well, I mean, also too, part of the thing you hear from people with this game is, oh, they tried to make a Monster Hunter game that would appeal to the West. And you can feel that in some ways, especially when you get to yeah. upgrades.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but no, uh, honestly, that's what sold me. I mean, that was always a part of the game I figured I'd enjoy, but the thing that really ended up selling me was actually doing it in the tutorial and having a, mechanical reason to because you fight a chimera as your your Mm -hmm. first like tutorial boss fight yeah and it's a Mm -hmm. giant lion with a giant goat head on its back and the goat Mm -hmm. constantly chants magic so if you want it to be left with only its physical attacks you can climb onto the goat's head and just Mm -hmm. start wailing on it until it's dead and flopping
2: around yeah and it feels great when you do that (laughs) yeah no i i love the chimera boss design it's great yeah, like, you can also... You also gotta cut off the snake tail, too. I don't remember if that was in the tutorial. I think
0: the, I think the pawns did that for me. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's solid. Like, the the thing with this game is that, like, I feel like at least 20 hours into the game, the enemy variety is not super high. Like, I mentioned before, there's a lot of Cyclopses, um... Like, if I feel like Cyclops are, like, the generic boss that's just roaming around the field if you want, like, more experience. So, they're just walking around. And variants usually just amount to, oh, they wear more armor now. So, you have to use magic to burn it off or something. But... Well, there gen- was,
0: um, I just did yeah. the, the, basically where I ended off was, um... <laughs> I went into the Everfall thing, where you go down that mm-hmm. giant column of a winding staircase. Yeah, um, yeah. And you fight that thing that I don't even know if I got the name of, but it's basically a giant ogre.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it, I was like, is, is this just a slightly smaller cyclops, and its gimmick is that it grabs you more often? Because I think that's mm. what the gimmick was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I didn't yeah, even I mean, get to really fight yeah. that thing because I slashed it in the butt multiple times and then it f- fell off the cliff and I don't think I even got experience for it and also, I was like, oh, maybe it's still alive and then when I got down there, it wasn't like, not even a body was there, so I don't know what <laughs> happened.
2: <laughs> Dang, yeah. I think I think the only gimmick with ogres is like, yeah, they're smaller Cyclops but also like, woman, turn them on. Like, that's what the pawn advice gives you, so. Oh. Yeah, so it prioritizes female characters
0: oh that makes sense with how that battle went because i was like this thing is not trying to attack me at all (laughs) yeah
2: yeah yeah but yeah in in general in general the ai in this game is very it's an interesting main focus to feature in this game because i feel like i feel like well when looking at the reviews on steam for this game like from the i guess the super players who put like hundreds of hours into it like the main appeal is making this really epic pawn that you have uh that you can send to other people and it's very interesting because in a way it sort of de-emphasizes the player a bit like um like for example my Like, the way that I've been playing, I've just been giving my main character all of, like, the cool armor and weapons and all that sort of jazz. But uh, I've not been keeping my um, main pawn very up to date. Like, I haven't been doing too much skill allocation or sprucing up the armor that I've gotten since, like, the mid-game. And... Like, I haven't seen a lot of benefits from that because there's a the rating system that um, is in the game where you can rate the pawns that you get um, from other players on, based on how effective they were in battle and you get rewards too if the players choose to. And Right now, my pawn is at a solid three stars in all fronts. like Not terrible, but also not super great, which, I mean, it's not an essential part of enjoying the game overall, but it is very interesting that there is so much emphasis put on, like, this doll, I guess. So
0: what you're saying is that Itsuno made the original Strand game.
1: (sighs) Hmm.
2: I don't know how to comment on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, too, because uh, unintentionally, like, I made... So my main character, I was just like, uh, I can't think of anything right now. So I just ended up making Banagher Links, the main character from Gundam Unicorn, just in Dragon's yeah. Dogma, because his hairstyle was basically right in there. And funny enough, yeah. there's a dude in that fishing village who looks exactly like him. So I was like, oh, there's like a weird doppelganger situation going on in my hometown. Yeah. Um, but then, for I, I couldn't come up with any um, I couldn't come up with any fucking idea for what I wanted to do for my primary pawn, so I just decided to look through, um, like, the names or whatever until I saw one that I was like, okay, that's, like, a a neat name or whatever, uh, using, Mm -hmm. like, the moniker system, uh, I was like, oh, okay, Vivian, that's cool, and then I just basically made, like, OC Lady with, like, one, like, left purple eye, right... G- crimson red eye, long, long flowing raven black hair, oh giants like fucking cross giant cross slash across her face and scars up and down her arms and I'm like, hell yeah. We're making <laughs> yeah, whole yeah sea waifu fantasy lady. Oh my god. Um, I also love how the fucking oh my god, I died laughing when you get to the part of the character creator where you get to choose your character's um Stature, and it's uh-huh. basically yeah. like it's literally like seven years before it was a thing. The Virgin versus Chad. Yeah, I yeah. laughed my ass <laughs> off. Like, it's like, do you want your character be to be timid, and then they start like, they just have the worst posture. They yeah, like they being, just
2: start slouching really badly, <laughs>
0: like super ba- egregiously badly. And yeah. then if you, if you choose like oh like they're really like confident or whatever, it's just like the most like uncomfortable leaning back, wide shoulders, yeah. like aggressive stance. I'm like, I don't want either of these like yeah. for both my character and my pot. I just kept it in the middle, but it looked so
2: stupid.
0: Yeah. Um
2: Yeah. This game has a great character creator.
0: Oh, it's fantastic, especially for the time. I remember. Yeah. Um Oh, actually I'll talk about that a little bit more, but I but I definitely remember like even um like, playing Dark Souls at the time, you playing Skyrim at the time, because those are mm-hmm. those were two games that were oddly c- compared a lot around the time they both came out, mm-hmm. and then this game always seemed to exist as, like, to complete the trifecta. I remember that these were, like, the three fantasy games for, like, 2011-2012 yeah. that people talked about, and yeah, this was yeah. by far the, the one with the smallest following, but the people who loved it really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know, it's just funny, but yeah. the th- thing, my honest-to-God takeaway from playing this, as soon as I got, like, an hour in, and I I hated this so much, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, playing PS3 games now felt like what playing PS2 games felt like a few years ago. <laughs> like, I, I saw myself playing through and looking at the HUD elements and, like, yeah, uh-huh. how the system menu is, like... That black menu with the serif font and like the yeah. like the very specific like loading icons and and uh-huh. borders and uh-huh. the button prompts and the character models and the texture work. I'm just like, oh my fuck! I'm starting to feel nostalgic for PS3 games. I hate this <laughs> so much. I'm like, this has like a like a a janky charm to it. And like you yeah. could tell they were going for something. Like oh god no. <laughs>
2: Man, the PS1 indie game renaissance has only barely begun, I feel (laughs) like. We can't get to the PS3 era yet, so soon. But I feel
0: like we're gonna get to that point where people are looking back on the PS3 and 360 like, man, what great consoles. The library, amazing. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. they didn't fully nail down the 3D thing, but games really started to come into their own, and like, I, I feel like we're almost there, where we're gonna start getting that discourse more, but just like,
2: <laughs> I Man, hate... remember Dark Souls! God <laughs> damn it, I know, but like,
0: I hate it, but like, we're, we're almost like a decade away from all this shit now, and it's like... <laughs> This shit looks so janky now in, like, the best, p- and I mean, even, to be fair, that generation went long, and even at the time, I remember seeing complaints of, like, oh god, we need new hardware bad, and we wouldn't get it for a few more years yet, even, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. like, oh, everything's <laughs> so muddy in the most charming of ways, and...
2: Yeah, the skin is weirdly glossy, yeah. Yeah,
0: everyone <laughs> has, like, five faces, it's great. <laughs> um, oh, Yeah. The oh, yeah. thing that really fucked me up, though, uh, and I, honestly, I think this is something that I can give credit to this game for, that almost nothing, I feel like, has really done this well. I love how this game handles darkness. Mm, hmm yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like, Um. it's, I don't know, it's just every... <sighs> I feel like in so many games they do the thing where it's like, oh, it's nighttime now and it's just everything Uh is shaded blue and, like, visibility is fine. Or if they want to do a thing where it's like, oh, it's dark now, they do it like Dark Souls 2 and it's just fucking annoying. (laughs) Like, this and maybe Resident, like, some of the Resident Evil games are, like, the only things I can really think of that are like, oh, like, darkness and the low visibility that comes with it and having to find a source of light or whatever to guide Mm -hmm. your way Like, this game does it really well, and I I appreciate it a lot for that.
2: Yeah, like, Darkness in this game definitely feels like it's mechanically, like, they intend for you to actually consider it as, like, Oh, hey, are you going out? You better have a lantern and oil stocked up. Otherwise, you're gonna have a really hard time. Um... I mean, granted, there are ways to go about the overworld safely by just hugging the walls that you won't have too much trouble traveling at night, but yeah, fighting in the dark is really annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the darkness is good. Um, <clears throat> even, I don't even remember what setting that I put the darkness levels at, because usually, usually for most games, I tend to have the visibility up just slightly above what Same. I recommend. Um, and s- still, still, like, darkness is still a real, like, obstacle that I have to consider when traveling long distances. Yeah, um, it's
0: it's dope. And I remember one thing that this game really got sold on. is like, oh, don't go out. Like, don't get stuck going out at night or whatever. You're gonna run into trouble. Because, like, mm-hmm tougher monsters come out, and, like, monsters are just more prevalent and stuff like that. You run into, yeah. like, wandering goblins and stuff more, I've yeah. noticed.
2: There, ghosts appear, and you can't hurt them with physical attacks, so that's a problem. Like, oh, that's sick,
0: actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, But, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, what's it? I was gonna say something, but...
0: Well, I, I guess while you're thinking of that, I had so (laughs) i i love this game for just constantly distracting you with dumb side quests you can do so Mm -hmm. you get to this part early on where you basically have a combat tutorial and then a hydra shows up and you beat the hydra or in my case i was spending so much of my time trying to climb up the hydra and then falling off Mm -hmm. uh that my pawns just killed the hydra for me and i just spent the entire time trying to awkwardly scale it and then the next cutscene was like whoa you must be the arisen you destroyed that hydra (laughs) like it was nothing i'm like i just was climbing on its neck and kept falling off for i don't know what you said (laughs) yeah um so then they're like oh hey we need to go deliver this giant hydra head to the duke and tell them how cool you are so like maybe Mm -hmm. he can help you out or whatever i was like okay cool but before i did that i wanted to like i don't know if i just took the wrong gate out or what happened but i i went Mm -hmm. out one way and there's a dude that's like hey uh childhood best friend who's like the chief's daughter she Mm -hmm. went missing that you should go back home real quick and just see what's up i'm like okay and then as soon as i do that i talk to this one guard dude who's standing awkwardly by a well and i'm like what's your story and he's like well when that dragon attacked i hid in this well and i heard some creepy stuff going on there but i was too afraid to check it out you want to check it (laughs) out for me I was like, well, I was going to save my childhood best friend. Now I really want to know what the fuck's in this (laughs) (laughs) world. And the answer is reptile people, and you kill them, and it's great. Yep, Saurians. Good old Saurians. But while you're doing that, um, because it's dark in there, and they even tell you, like, hey, get out your lantern and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's dark in there, and while I was going on in there, you find this underground river, and if you go too deep into the river, your lantern goes out. Yeah,
2: wetness in general is like there. There is an odd amount of like mechanical like emphasis on like oh, don't get wet, which bizarre. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Also, there's a strange. uh, This is my best excuse for you can't swim in this game ever. There (laughs) is. Yeah. There's an omnipresent sea monster called the brine. That if you if you ever get submerged in water to like the point in other games you'd start swimming it just consumes you and then like you warp back to the shore and take some damage but yeah I'm like I love literally every ocean every every part of this <laughs> world just
2: well not even just oceans like if there is like a body of water that's just deep enough like just far away from the ocean <laughs> you'll still get the brine the swallowing brine. you. Out.
0: And it's just like, yeah. like this wet, weird, weird go- like, goop my- like miasma thing, and then you just get warped back. It's so funny, but they're yeah. all like, oh no, the brine is like. Yeah, there's yep. not even
2: any, like. There's not even really any consequence other than, like, getting wet. It's like you don't even lose health when. Oh, I that thought happens. you did
0: lose health. That's funny.
2: No, no. <laughs> I don't. I've not noticed any negative effects other than wetness. <laughs> God. But, uh yeah no it's it's really funny in general this game has a lot of like it has that dark souls quality of making a lot of things diegetic in the story and world that sometimes is a little goofy like the yeah. brown stuff but well,
0: like even the pawns in general like oh yeah they, <clears throat> they're part of the world and they they're supposed to serve the arisen and they're even like, yeah, they look like people, but they don't have like the same like spark that drives normal people. So yeah, don't don't feel too bad about them calling you master and basically just being fully at your whim. You know, they're, yeah. they're here to serve you because you're the chosen one. I'm like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, no, it actually, yeah, like there, there's parts of the story quest later on that actually have some interesting exploration of that dynamic. There's like. Not to spoil too much, but there is a lot of talk of both other past arisen and also, like, pawns becoming more than just pawns, so...
0: That's good, because that seems like something that could be kind of like, Oh, this is a little weird, and the game's just gonna pretend nothing happens with it. Yeah. I'm happy they go into it at least a little bit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely
0: well even it's funny because when you go to an inn there's a place in every inn called the knowledge chair Mm -hmm. and you basically sit down and have a one-on-one interview with their pawn and they're like hey so like yeah and it gets really specific they're like hey so like when I fall in battle and you come and pick me up do you want me to be like thankful do you want me to be a little like shy or embarrassed about it kind of cutesy do you want me to be annoyed like what should my base emotion be in this given situation it's so funny
2: yeah yeah and
0: and you get a random set of these and you can just keep doing it over and over i I did it a Mm -hmm. few times but like you can keep doing it over and over and some of them are actually pretty important like hey when we're in battle what would you prefer i do protect you or go fight the strongest thing yeah, or yeah. or would you rather I act as a distraction and let you fight the strongest thing? I'm like, this is brilliant.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate how like broad and in depth they went in with the AI stuff. Because if you if you're gonna make it like the main thing, you might as well put all of it in. You know, like especially for something like AI where it's sometimes a little hard to see the direct i guess consequences of ai tweaks and changes because um, i mean some of them like as you say like are pretty minor like how you react while being picked up one
0: time she asked me literally do i talk too much and i'm like oh, yeah you're fine. and she's like i'm gonna talk more than i'm like okay <laughs> do whatever you want cool <laughs> The pawn, okay, the pawn dialogue, though, is... And this is something I've I've heard people make fun of, and like I think mm-hmm. a lot of the fans of this game have a real soft spot for it. The dialogue is so repetitive to the point that it becomes comical. It's great. I love it so yeah. much. Goblins well- ill like fire. It's gonna be forever burned, haha, burned, into my yeah. mind. Um, same with every time you come across a harpy's nest, is th- my pawn going, Is that a woman? <laughs> every fucking time, it's so funny, and it's like you think you would start to understand that if you think you see a woman hanging out on a tree branch, that is not a, that's not what women do. <laughs>
2: that's that's incredible. I've not gone that line. So it
0: happened four times when I was doing that uh, that escort quest with that ox cart. It was just every time we got onto a new a new um. Mm-hmm. Like a new like spot where combat would happen. It was just my main pawn going. Is that a woman? Every <laughs> single time, I was like, "Yeah." I yeah. mean, it's a harpy, but it sure is, buddy.
2: Sure yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have um, any real fun ones ingrained in my mind, other than it hates fire. It hates fire. Lots of things hate fire in this game, New Wolves hunt attacks. They sure do. <laughs> oh man, it, I think what makes them even funnier is that it's very obviously like they had like the one person record all of the lines for the pawns and to make variations they just changed the pitch. Yeah. Well,
0: no, because there's, like, there's, like, the, when you select their voices, there's, like, four different voices, and then there's, like, the low-pitched yeah. version of the voice and the high-pitched version of the <laughs> yeah. voice. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, also, this game loves the word ought.
2: Oh well, yeah, this game, in general, has, like, it has a very specific, se- <laughs> like, a very specific set of words that they use a lot that... Like I don't remember all of them, but definitely you'll hear a lot of sir, which, which I I appreciate. This sir is in this world a gender neutral term.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like s e r.
2: Yeah, not s i r s e r. <laughs> Very different. Um. Uh, but yeah, ought sir. Um. <laughs> I. I mean I guess it's just old-timey <laughs> yeah, old timey English. Yeah, it's English.
0: It, this game has a lot of personality and it's I, I don't know, there's just there's this like weird X factor this game has that saves it from being the most generic schlock. And I think part of it is just it's fun to play there's a lot. Like if you really want to go deep in on the mechanics and like yeah customizing your AI and really working on the pawn stuff, there's a lot to do there. Yeah. Uh because otherwise it's just like like I literally gathered like six flowers for a lady so that she, her potion shop could help out people who were injured and, and it's it's a lot of like fetch questy type stuff or like yeah guiding an ox cart that has a hydra's head on top of it so that you can go to the capital and talk to nobility and get their help. It's it's a lot of like oh this is the most generic fantasy video game quest thing ever but yeah. The writing is fun, and the combat is fun, and there's there's just something to it that makes it so enjoyable. And yeah. um, I think part of it, too, is just the fact that even though this is very much so a single-player game, I think that there's a lot of times where, well, I mean, for one thing, if one of your pawns goes down, you have to revive them, or I think you can even lose them after a point, too, if, they, yeah. if they're downed for too long.
2: Yeah. Um. Spe- specifically, I actually had that happen in said cockatrice fight because petrification is like when you get petrified, then your body can get shattered by physical attacks. Cause yeah, that's how it works, and that's just instant death. So the can moment that happen to
0: your primary pawn?
2: Yes. Yes. Oh no, uh,
0: this. Well, I guess you could reload a save, so it's not well, too bad. But I don't
2: know if it's. I don't know if it's a permanent death. For your primary pawn but definitely like your psychic pawns when they get killed by petrification you have to resummon them um the player can get petrified and it looks really goofy when you get petrified because once that happens and you break like the camera follows one of your broken pits so it kind of just <sighs> flies it's really goofy but even, the game
0: does a lot of good stuff like that or even when you're fighting generic like skeletons or undead enemies they'll they'll just grab you and start to like munch on you and like someone will need to come over and get them yeah. off you the game will have these weird freeze frame moments where maybe like a wolf is lunging at you and then one of your pawns will be like fuck no not on my watch and you just come in and swat it away yeah um, yeah the critical
2: even... attack cut-ins are really good <laughs> yeah or or
0: even like um like one of my pawns i think it was rook got grabbed by a harpy and i had to like shoot an arrow so it would drop him and just stuff like that really adds to like the sets of camaraderie and stuff you have it's yeah it's it's really cool and um i, I mean just even just in general like just being able to like i i've noticed when i'm climbing on larger monsters or whatever stuff the magic users are like oh better buff that guy he's about to do something really fucking cool and stuff like that it's yeah 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 it yeah i don't know it's it's just good i like this game a lot honestly i think the more i'm gonna play it i think the yeah the no, more i'm I, gonna find to enjoy <laughs>
2: yeah yeah no definitely uh i can't wait for you to get later into the game where the quests become more more involved because once he gets to grand Soren which have you gone to grand Soren yet or, yeah no, I grand, I mean I just yeah. got there yeah yeah there's there is I don't want to I don't want to spoil these but like there's like the quest that you get there starts to have a bit of like the intertwinedness of like <laughs> that I enjoy from like say for example it's the saga games where like the quests kind of affect the outcomes of each other in a way depending on how you the order in which you tackle them in, how you solve them etc that i think like i i, I really there's oh god there's there is one quest moment that is like my favorite moment in the game cuz it is so like Cause it's basically this really like long quest sequence where you have to fight this like very powerful monster and you like every time you fight it, you're just like you're just so weak against it. Like you had to face off against it multiple times in multiple different locations that you had to make several journeys back and forth to. And, like, it's just so, like, it culminates in you going to, like, a big dungeon that you have to ascend to get to its lair. And, like, throughout the entire thing, they really hammer home, like, oh, man, this boss is so tough. It's so hopeless. How will you ever defeat it? And the outcome of a very weird one-off quest that... I didn't even think twice about that was sort of like, oh, it's just another fetch quest became the main resolution of that quest.
0: Oh, that's cool. I always like when they do stuff like that in games.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm wondering like, how would this have ended if I didn't do that quest? Like (laughs) it was pretty amazing. Actually. Like that was, that was by far the most fun I had with that, with the game um, in my 20 hours. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, there's there's some fun stuff. You there's an eviction side quest. Um that's yeah, yeah, you get to choose sides. So I hope you Rosin, I hope you choose the right side. Yeah, the (laughs)
0: landlord, no. (laughs) No, so I mean listen, they're going through hard times right now with like a no. No, I'm not a cop. Um no but uh that reminds me, okay, so Something I wanted to bring up, just as an example of this game being able to have a little bit of fun. One of the quests you can get in your hometown is that there's a thief going around and just breaking into people's stores and in the inn and just taking a bunch of stuff or whatever. So you have this mission where you just basically you accept it and they're like, Alright, we're gonna we're gonna have a trap ready and and you're gonna catch this thief, right? And I'm like Okay, what's happening here? And I thought that maybe this would be some like crappy stealth mission or something. I would have to wait mm-hmm. around and yeah, yeah, see, see, catch this guy doing something or whatever. And literally, the quest starts, and you just the thief runs in front of you and he's like, You can't catch me. And I'm like, Okay, and you just <laughs> run around town trying to grab this thief and you just grab him, and then the quest's over, and it's so goofy and stupid. Yeah,
2: and yeah. It,
0: and, I mean, I tried shooting an arrow at him, and that's not what you're supposed to do in the game. Yeah, like, like, hey, <laughs> don't... The game's don't, like hey, don't do don't that. Don't fight. Don't people, fight. People don't like you when you hurt them with no reason. I'm like, he's stealing things. But...
2: Yeah, oh, God. This game is really... The way that the game handles, like, NPCs is really funny because this game has, like zero morality systems whatsoever so like transgressions like like going after the thief and fighting him like there's absolutely no repercussions other than like you can't complete the quest and like uh, i i know that this
0: game has like a weird affinity system thing because i remember hearing about it back in the day and like i i don't know how this plays out but from what i understand basically everyone in the game is romanceable
2: yes yes no that that is also another thing that's like really goofy about this game is like uh, i don't know if you saw like one of the dragons dogma clips that i uploaded to like twitter one time but like at some point like you go through like this place where a lot of fighting happened and the soldiers are all down and stuff and like a lot of them when you talk to them, they're like, You're a blind to the truth, is but then you can still give them like gifts for the affinity system and they're like, Oh, thanks for the meat I guess. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I
0: I was the first the first time that happened, I, I was just talking to a random soldier is like, Oh man, we just got attacked by like can't believe a dragon just attacked our villager and I was like hey, man, do you want to fish? And he's like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this for? And then I looked yeah. it up and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that.
2: Yeah, so it's a really, it's a really funny system. It's like, it's not even like, oh, God, like, I mean, it is a romance system, I guess, but it definitely doesn't have any of like, what, like the depth of of dating sim, that's for sure. Like... No, I
0: mean it, it. Literally, just seems like it's how much people like it. I'm sure towards the end of the game, there's like, oh yeah, definitely. Pop up,
2: but. Yeah, like, the ending scene is like, oh, man, here's your truly beloved, and it's just yeah. this one random hillbilly nobody from, like, the backwater streets of Grant Sorin. like. But I mean,
0: yeah, because, well, also, I know one of the things that Darker Risen changed, too, is that you used to, people used to like you more the more that you would talk to them, but then that <laughs> fucking sucked, because if you had a mechanical reason to talk to someone, they would yeah. just end up being your love interest, so for Darker Risen, they made it so that no, you have to be gifting stuff, and I think, I think I remember reading that there are characters with side quests that if you complete the quest chain and like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, do some stuff, like they'll they'll like max out the affinity and like you kind of confirm who you want that way. Which also yeah. I'm kind of nervous about. It's like mm, I hope I don't accidentally end up doing one of those that <laughs> it's yeah. like someone I don't care about or whatever. But I mean, I'm sure it'll be clear when it... I trust this game enough to be clear about that when it starts to come up.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: No, it's um it's enjoyable. I'm happy I finally got around to it. It's uh like it it really does feel like a weird mishmash of a bunch of other things I like in the best possible way. Like it's very derivative, but it it has fun and it it knows what it is. Yeah. And it's not yeah. trying to it's not trying to overstep its bounds, <clears throat> which is what I think I really appreciate it for.
2: Yeah, like I think this game like I really enjoy. Like it has a lot of self-expression that you can put into the game through your pawn, your main character, the pawns that you choose, and like the the set of like actions that you're given. It's not it's not terribly like complex. You have like the what, you have like three or so, three, six, nine, depending on which I I guess what equipment you have on. You have a limited set of moves and the grab but like the way that this all interacts with all the systems makes her really like fun like i i don't know i don't know how to adequately adequately describe it but like there's a lot of like that role-playing elements of just like being in that fight and thinking oh man yeah climbing that thing would be a really good idea and actually pulling it off like, there's a good sense of accomplishment there that I think is... It's a, it's a unique kind of, I think, sort of role-playing expression, I think, in terms of, like, these sorts of game systems. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want, It's not like Devil May Cry levels of complexity... In the combats or anything like no, that. No, but it's it's by
0: far. It, it's serv it's more than serviceable. I'd even say, but it's yeah, it's it's interesting. It just feels good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's absolutely. it's very basic, but it feels good, and it it requires just enough planning and in like actual in battle strategy to yeah feel engaging and fun. Um, yeah,
2: and one thing that I think like kind of enhanced my enjoyment, which. Is kind of odd, is um, that it doesn't have a lock-on system? Because um, that there...
0: feels is, that took me some getting used to. It's so weird.
2: Yeah, it's really weird, but I kind of appreciate it because positioning becomes a lot more important. I feel in combat because of that. Like, mm. even though I'm like the melee class, like i have to keep in mind like okay which direction am i going with this attack like where where, what is my distance between like the enemy and like myself and whether or not like my charging attack will actually connect and like there's just a lot of like those little considerations that make the relatively simple move sets go a lot further i feel it doesn't have
0: a dedicated dodge button either does it
2: no no you can jump out of the way but yeah that's what i've been doing when because like yeah
0: so something a nuance that i noticed in my different uh encounters with the bandits on the way to that wormwood forest place or whatever and just Mm -hmm. other bandits i fought later is that the statistical part other than just like how much damage you take how much you receive Mm -hmm. type thing um does play into the actual just like combat like action portion too in the sense that uh if you're fighting a soldier dude Mm -hmm. and you're like me and you're just going at him with like puny daggers if he's charging up for a swing and i go ham and just like use one of my fast special abilities where i just like stab him like a thousand times or whatever yeah if he's a higher level than me there's a very good chance that he takes all that damage but his swing continues and then he just fucks me up yeah. What I noticed is that when I was fighting soldiers who were a bit lower level, a bit closer to my level, is mm-hmm. they would start to go for the swing. Same exact situation. I would activate that special ability, and they would get knocked back. They would get interrupted. Yeah. And the fact that I was way quicker than than them suddenly became way way more important because they didn't have the. Like threshold to just take the hit or whatever, mm-hmm. so the the stats and the the actual like action gameplay do start to blend together in a way that is pretty interesting too. And also, even yeah. your character has to worry about that you have a stamina gauge that you have to worry about that impacts how long you can spend running around. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to how uh, how long you can spend grabbing on to you know, yeah. and mounting the monsters, and yeah. if you run out of stamina, you're gonna get flung off, and you're gonna get stuck for a little yeah. bit, and someone's <laughs> thank- gonna have to come on your <sighs> shoulder and, like, y- like come grab you and yeah. go fucking get you out of there.
2: God, thank-, thank God they didn't tie the stamina bar to, like, normal light-heavy attacks, because, man, like...
0: I was thinking that. That would have been awful for this game. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, Souls does it well, but, like, this game was like... Mm. Well Souls
0: doesn't have special abilities in the game. <laughs> yeah, way. exactly. Yeah. And th- those are what use stamina and th- those you needed some <clears throat> something to because they're powerful and they're good.
2: Yeah. So yeah. yo, shout I I don't know when you get this, but shout to uh I don't know if it's like the Strider class or like the Archer class or whatever, but like there is a move that's literally just a like a cancel button <laughs> for your moves.
0: I've I've heard of this. And that not gonna lie was part of the reason I just I wanted to choose the Strider class. I have heard yeah. many people say that you have what is basically like a, a guilty gear style <laughs> Roman cancel where it's yeah. just like whatever you're doing or whatever's being done to you, you basically just get a position reset. Yeah, yeah, um so yeah, I'm I'm excited to do cool shit with that and I I can't wait to see how the fuck that is going to uh engage with my other skills. It's uh yeah, yeah it, I really hope this gets a sequel because I think with, like, better hardware and, uh, because I know this is a game that a lot of people like a lot, but also at the same time, I feel like as many people I know that love this game to death, I also know a lot of people that are like, man, that's a that's a really cool first entry in a series that ended up not really being a series.
2: Yeah, like, uh, one, one thing that I'd like to mention is, like, the world design of the game. Like, the whole setting of the game takes place in, like, This one region, not even a continent, just like a region of the world that's like when you explore most of it, which at this point in the game, I basically have most of the map filled out. It's pretty small, like if you think about it compared to like other open world games, even though like the sense of scale is pretty big because you have to walk everywhere. Yeah, like even like. Darker Risen adds the Eternal Fairy Stone, which lets you um, warp infinitely. And I can't even begin to imagine how the original experience of the game, how different that must be, having limited teleports in the original game. There, there's a lot of walking in that in this game. Like, yeah. so to do it more, that's like, that's like Death Stranding, man. Like.
0: That's maybe this, interesting.
2: Maybe this really is the original Strand game.
0: Well, I can already feel like there is a sense of, like, they want you to become familiar with the landscape and the world. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they probably also partially wanted to do... Probably limit fast travel and stuff. So, like, oh, you do find yourself getting into situations where you're stuck out at night after doing something you have to make your way back. And But, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's probably a good idea that they made fast travel more of a... Things just because yeah. it's more convenient
2: yeah one thing i will say is that the inclusion of like easier fast travel highlights a very interesting mechanic that they have that i haven't seen in other games and um i kind of wish more games would try out is that the way that setting up fast travel points works is that you have uh what are they called way point way crystal I don't remember what they're called, but you basically have these crystal items that you can get in dungeons, usually major dungeons, and you can just put them anywhere in the open world and just make a warp point there. Um, and usually there's like, usually there's given locations, like it's cl- obvious, like when you get the stone in the dungeon that you just went through that you're supposed to put it like outside of that major area. But you can yeah. just theoretically just put it anywhere you want. So yeah that's neat. Yeah it's a really it's a really interesting system.
0: Like Breath I of like, the Wild has a DLC item like that and I think Hollow Knight has a similar thing, but I didn't yeah. use them either in those games. So Yeah, yeah. Like
2: I I appreciate the open-endedness of the game letting you do like a lot of things without too much repercussion like i mean oh god whether it be (coughs) actually my my first experience like just when after the dragon battle i accidentally kicked my childhood friend into a wall because oh, no. I was getting used to the control so I'm like, okay, grab is this, oh god uh, attack, but whoops like it was, uh, but, but it's again, there's no morality system so you can just mess up and it's fine she runs away and you can just give an <laughs> apology present later on um, I, th- I think I oh.
0: accidentally killed a peasant that was getting attacked by bandits
2: yeah, yeah. I think, in general, I think the only, re- the only place you get, like, reprimanded for any of that sort of stuff is in Grand Soren. Like, you'll just get thrown into jail and pay a fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's really goofy. Um, I think if you have the skeleton key, you can maybe break out too. <laughs> oh,
0: but- that's funny.
2: <laughs> I know there's a lot... <laughs> In general, there's a lot of breaking into prison with skeleton keys that come up in the game. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can also go wherever you want on the map. There's no real restrictions the besides I guess your strength. Your yeah, it really
0: does seem to be that like Final Fantasy two or even Elder Scrolls approach where it's like, yeah, you can go anywhere, it's just it, as long as you can get past the shit that's really high level, you're fine, yeah. sort of thing.
2: Yeah, like the so one of the first quests that I tackled was the Bitter Black Isle quest that comes up for the expansion content. And I just chose that because I was like, okay, this seems, that looks like an important icon. This was before I knew the difference between, like, the all of the quests, like, the main quests, the side quests, the DLC quests, icons. So I was like, okay, that seems important. Maybe this will advance the plot. Um so I get to Bitter Black Isle and man the once <laughs> that's not a beginner area like I I went into like the ruins of that place and like there's like some that they start you off in, like, the beginning sections of that dungeon. And, like, as soon as they aggro on you, like, hard rock music starts playing. (laughs) And, like, they just start running at you. And I'm like, okay, let's go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely not the... The really low key strings that usually plays in like most overworld fights.
0: That's funny.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I, I've it, heard that. I've heard the Dark Arisen content gets really fucking hard too. So I'm curious yeah. to see how that goes when I when I get to that.
2: Yeah. In general, like at least from my impressions of like the quests that they give you on Beta Black Isle, it seems to be like. don't i don't know if it's randomly generated content but it's definitely like a content generator of some sort you know like hey if you're done with the quest here's like a bunch of really hard challenges for you and your pawn to tackle um post-game stuff etc so so yeah
0: yeah i'd
2: be curious about that if you want to get Dragon's
0: Dogma, <laughs> it is currently thirty dollars on Switch, twenty five on PS4, and only eighteen on
2: Xbox One. Hell yeah! And maybe there'll be a Dragon's Dogma two made in the Devil May Cry five engine.
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. Shout outs to the the uh, what's that called again? The RE engine because it was made for RE seven, I think, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be dope. Their Dragon's Dogma online just went offline uh, last December. Uh, so uh, I'm curious what that would have been like, because I'm assuming that instead of playing around with pawns, you're just playing around with other players. And yeah. at that point, you just have, like, a slightly different Monster Hunter, which sounds weird, but I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of the charm is in, like, the pawns just saying they're AI-generated speech, so I don't know how I would feel about playing with actual people. <laughs> yeah, well, like,
0: what, part of the thing that I appreciate about this game two is that it knows that it's single player monster hunter, so it it makes up for that in ways like the AI stuff, or even just I mean a lot of what you do when you're like mounting monsters and doing stuff uh yeah. in Monster Hunters like oh yeah you're you're trying to break off parts, but you're really doing something for the benefit of the whole party and you're getting the knockdown yeah. uh, so that everyone can whale on this thing. Uh but it feels more intricate in in this in ways that i think are more beneficial or or just work better or more interesting in single player like even like that chimera example where it's like oh kill the kill the goat head on the chimera because it's using a specific type of attack that's yeah. uh casting silence on your party members and stuff like that and in in almost what feels like a Final Fantasy, like, oh, you, you're fighting a big boss that's made up of yeah, like three, yeah. three sprites that you can individually target. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it really harkens back to that, but it feels like a cool action RPG variant of that. Um, yeah, definitely. Or, or even just, um, the upgrade system obviously takes a few cues from what feels like Monster Hunter, but it's a lot more simplified. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you can get, like, a cool variant of this sword if you get five harpy feathers, and yeah, obviously you're going to want to go out and hunt some harpies, but it's not as in-depth as going out and finding craftable materials or, or doing yeah. the Monster Hunter loop. It's, it's a lot yeah. more basic and fast than that. So mm-hmm, you can feel that DNA in here, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want to play a multiplayer variant of this. Maybe they found ways to make it more interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't, off the top of my head, sound super appealing to me.
2: Yeah, one thing I do hope um, in a sequel to this game is more more environments. Um, Grant, uh, was it <laughs> good old Grancis Is it's it's nice, but it's very, it's very same. <laughs> it's I very samey.
0: I hate that. Cause yeah, I mean like so far there's two different environments. It's like forest and beach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They even, and, the uh, ponds all yeah. say like, yep, it's, it's a mild, mild climate all year round. And I, I get God. <laughs> like, I, in a way I get it from a production standpoint, like, oh man, we don't want to make, weather systems or put in the artwork for that, but you know, like I, I could go for like at least like a snow area <laughs> or something, you know?
0: Man, I had a moment where I fucking smiled where when you go into the the Everfall and you have to go into a side room to hit a switch mm-hmm. and you literally get the moment where you're in the giant ruined generic dungeon structure that looks like every giant ruined generic yeah. dungeon structure in every fantasy thing yeah, like this grand crypt and there are bones on the ground and then they start to shake and come together and form <laughs> the exact skeleton enemy you're thinking of in your head with the sword and a shield yeah. and I'm like oh, yeah, I'm home baby hell yeah this is you literally could not have anything more generic in your fantasy RPG yeah. and like you even have one of your pawns going like they're undead, and it's like, oh. yeah, I got that. I've seen this. I've seen this yeah. moment happen twenty times by this, by this yeah, point at yeah. least.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: it's so please, funny!
2: Please, please add bone wheel skeletons to Dragon's Dogma T2.
0: That'd be sick. I, I'd be down. Man, yeah, like there oh, that Everfall area really does feel like, oh god, I just entered the fucking tomb of giants from Dark Souls One. It's so <laughs> Yeah. It's it's the most nondescript fantasy tomb where undead people are I've seen yeah. in a hot minute. It's so fucking funny.
1: Yeah.
2: this this game is so good <laughs> it, it so is good. It, it's, just, it's a gene- <laughs> just a little generic just yeah. a little generic yes sometimes you just want
0: a vanilla ice cream cone you know yep
2: yep it's definitely.
0: uh it's good i i highly recommend this i i definitely want to play this more final fantasy VII remakes on the horizon though so this is definitely going to get put down for a bit hell
2: yeah good but... old cloud strife
0: I, I can't wait to go back to this and uh, see how the combat continues to uh, grow on itself because the the I feel like i've i've I'm five hours in I feel like I've hit the core loop and I mm. get it but I can't wait to see what it looks like when I get more enemies that have yeah you know more different parts I need to be wary of and more mm-hmm. elements other than because honestly right now it feels like i've only been playing around with fire and maybe poison enemies come up every once in a blue moon but yeah i'm sure there's a lot more for me to look into and get excited for and customizing right. my build and <clears> stuff so oh
2: yeah i yep this it's a good time i can't wait to fight the dragon yeah <laughs> i'm sure that whenever I, <laughs> whenever I feel ready for that guy that's the one thing i will say this game gets right it makes dragons feel actually threatening
0: yeah i mean that cutscene that you get with it where it's flying towards the village it's there's like a flock of like these weird bird creatures or whatever flying with it and he just starts to go to town munching on them like they're chips and it's horrifying (laughs) there's just all this gore flying in the air as you get close-ups on it just crunching down on these birds trying their best to fly away (laughs) it's so cool
2: yeah it's great
0: Uh, yeah. We want to go into emails? Yeah, let's go into emails. There's one, and it's from our friend Darius, and it just says Dragon's Dogma. As in, Uh, like, the meme, Dog. Uh. Why is it asking if I want to translate this from Italian?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dog. Dogma? Italian?
0: (laughs) So, when I click translate, it says Dog's Dragonma.
2: Dog's Dragonma? Dog's Dragon.
0: If <laughs> you I to... click on the original it says Dragon's Dogma. That's intense.
2: Are are, are you going to name the podcast episode that uh,
0: that or just an into free reference? <laughs> I might do that because I feel like Dog is Dog is Dog, Dog is will dead. probably yeah, Dog will probably have a negative <laughs> impact on the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> and I don't have any like anything I can say to justify that but I just have a weird sneaking suspicion (laughs) that's fair (sighs) yeah that's Dragon's Dogma it's a good one I highly recommend it to anyone interested
2: it's a good one it was released 8 years ago (laughs) I don't even even know what I was doing 8 years ago
0: (laughs) give give us a sequel please Capcom it's it's been so long. Put the Arisen in Marvel vs Capcom. <laughs> what would that even look like? It it, it they yeah. I,
2: mean, I guess yeah, I guess they have Monster Hunter. That's,
0: hmm. See, but that's the thing though is I think the Monster Hunter being that's, in there means yeah. that the Arisen probably
1: shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I was gonna say also like man. Like, mo- at least Monster Hunter has like iconic armor sets. Like, what iconic armor set does Dear Risen have? Nothing. <laughs> I could get this armor in Dark Souls. Dark yeah. Souls probably has better armor. <laughs> A I lot better does. armor.
0: The, the equipment in this game is is very stock D and D as well.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> love that chainmail. Love that. Love that robe. Archer hood. <laughs> so good Um, yeah I think that about wraps it up Um, we're gonna try to get an Animal Crossing cast formed we were originally gonna do that instead of this one but then everyone talked about it and we're like we should probably play the game that's supposed to be played over the course of many months for longer than a few weeks before we weigh in yeah this, this
2: was basically the filler arc of Last Heart Left
0: a little bit um, so yeah, we'll try to do that. I also, I mean, I'm assuming at some point there's gonna be someone in this group that wants to discuss the Final Fantasy VII Remake with me, uh, because oh, I'm yeah, sure that absolutely. there's a lot of people who will have thoughts, so we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll probably have something for that, I'm assuming, whenever one... we get to it.
2: Yeah, one day, when I play the original Final Fantasy VII, I will play the Seven Remake, eventually. Oh god. There's a lot uh, of classics I still haven't
0: played. Hey, you know I still haven't gotten around to actually playing 6. I've only ever experienced that game via Let's Play. Oh, believe
2: so. believe me, I've played like one hour of Final Fantasy 6. I've played two hours of Chrono Trigger.
0: Like. Imagine being the <laughs> asshole who's beaten Romancing Saga 3 but has not beaten Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 6, or Final Fantasy 7.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't,
1: don't remind me! <laughs>
0: So I'm sorry, that's really fucking weird. (laughs) I know. Uh, Oh God, this is this is is where I can't believe in JRPG shaming you in front of everyone.
2: (laughs) I know. God, God. I come onto this podcast. (laughs) All right. Hey, I mean, you've been on
0: at least half of these by now. I think more. Hold on. Yeah, you are on the first one, right?
2: uh, I don't know what you're where we talked
0: about Death Stranding. Did you talk about Death Stranding with us? Yeah, I did. Okay. So <laughs> oh, we don't on, remember. You've been on... Uh, I think all but the third where we... T- oh, wait, no, because we talked about Sa- Sakura Wars 2. Yeah. Yeah, you've been on half of these.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I should feel proud of this record.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually four out of six that's pretty impressive (laughs) oh god
2: i'm not the new co-host okay (laughs) please please don't start calling me that
0: okay well next time you're on i know how to introduce you then so god yeah it's uh it's been good and uh yeah i'm still looking forward to ff7 remake less than a week away now i'm taking i'm probably gonna take a day off because uh i've been feeling like i need a day off under quarantine hell anyways and uh I think I'm gonna take a day off when that pops up, and uh, I haven't done that since DMC Five came out. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah,
0: I mean, hey, fuck it, I can't go to Combo Breaker anymore. That's well, just canned.
2: Oh, what a shit's <sighs> canned.
0: I uh, I've been saving up PTO for no reason now.
2: I was very excited for good old Game Developers Conference because I got a pass from was it good old Anaglystic, um productions which you may know as the producers of anodyne one and two even the ocean um so that sucked but yeah maybe i can go to gdc next year and hopefully get a job <laughs> yeah stay strong everyone <laughs> yeah stay strong it's it's a hard we time
0: in, we in weird quarantine time and everything's bad
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, I can't wait for our post time skip designs.
0: Yeah, it's uh weird. Otherwise, if if you want a nice escapist fantasy, go complete Dragon's Dogma and have a good one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it may suck in the Dragon's Dogma world, but at least they don't have the plague, maybe? Yeah.
0: Uh, go get your heart back. Honestly, I don't even know why it's a problem that the dragon took your heart.
2: Yeah? What, what, why is what that is a problem? The
0: nothing bad is like i mean you have a weird shaped scar on your chest but other than that like everyone's just randomly like yo you're alive even though you don't got a heart that's pretty fucking weird dude yeah! i don't understand why you want yeah. oh i mean God. maybe it's your last heart left but oh. oh i've been trying to find a way to get that to get that pun in here for oh. the whole episode i, I, I finally gonna... felt right
2: I was I was gonna say like man there there's a weird bit with the duke of Grant Soren that's like <laughs> that's really it's really odd because yeah what is the problem being an arisen because the duke is also an arisen so he's been lived. Wait, there's more than one. Yeah,
0: I mean I figured it was a cyclical thing because I'm assuming the dude who you f- play as in the prologue wasn't arisen, but like I didn't know there could be more than one at once.
2: Yeah, no, like. The Duke's fine. Like he's not having too much issues other than being a big jerk. <laughs> is his heart also gone? Yeah, something like that. I don't okay. know. But basic, the whole deal is that he is arisen and he's been living a long time, and nothing's happened. So I'm like, yeah, what's the problem He arisen?
0: Oh, well, <laughs> anyways, I guess you should... <laughs> you'll have to play to find. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your heart back. It'll be a fun time.
2: It's your last heart left.
0: Yeah, but yeah, until then, uh, I think we're going to call it for the night, so have a good
2: one. See ya. Goodbye. everyone. <sighs> I, be- I can't believe you JRPG shamed me. Today <laughs> I